Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. Our worship leader Dan, our worship team, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, today we begin a new series uh, entitled Parenting's View, and we're going to take a look over the next several weeks uh, regarding a biblical view of parenting. And I invite you to turn in your copy of God's Word to Psalm 127, Psalm 127, and we're going to begin in verse 3. We're going to have a couple of different verses that's going to be our starting point. The verses will be provided for you on the screen this morning, uh, but that's where we're going to begin and as we think about parenting from a biblical view together this morning in this first talk of the sermon series. And just to get you a little idea of where we're heading, uh, we're hoping to get uh, some, some folks that, that feel comfortable being up here, that we can have some honest conversations about parenting at different stages. And uh, we want this to be a blessing to parents throughout the new year. Uh, none of us are perfect parents. Uh, and if you want to know how imperfect I am, there are two in the back that will hang around afterwards to let you know just how uh, many times I fall short, okay? Uh, so this isn't about being perfect parents or having perfect children, but it is an authentic conversation about parenting to encourage the local body of believers as the church because parents and grandparents, we all know we need that encouragement. Amen. So we're going to begin with a biblical view of parenting together this morning. What's the best piece of parenting advice you ever got? What's the best piece of advice you ever got when it came to parenting? I remember being in Greenville and on staff there, and there was a couple there that was really involved in uh, they had just had their, their second child, and uh, the guy was telling me a, a little bit about how they sat down their daughter, and they wanted to prepare their daughter for the new baby coming, right? Uh, there was a lot of excitement, obviously. Everything was going great, but uh, they just wanted to let her know that their love for her wouldn't change. And so they sat her down, and they said, Grace, we want you to know that our love for you is not going to change. Our love for you is unconditional love as your parents. Uh, and that as your baby brother comes along, we, we want you to know, they, they wanted to give a concrete example. They, they said, we want you to know, God didn't give us a bucket of love to divide between you and your baby brother. No, God gave us a bucket of love for you, and when your baby brother arrives, he's going to give us a brand new bucket of love for him too. That our love isn't going to be divided between you two, that we love you unconditionally, and our love for you isn't going to change, and we're going to get a brand new bucket of love for your baby brother. Now fast forward to 2019, I'm driving my oldest two here to church on a cold day, much like today, and we stop at the stop sign here at East Percy and Catchings, and I let them know that baby Bess is on the way, and in just a short amount of time, baby Bess is going to be joining us, and that we were going to, as parents, we were going to get a new bucket of love, that we had a bucket of love for each individual child in our family, and we didn't want them to think that our love for them would change in any form or fashion. And Bess came along, and God graced us with uh, a baby girl and a new bucket of love. That was some of the best parenting advice I received. But here's the deal. We don't parent based off the best advice we get. As parents and as believers, we don't utilize the best parenting advice we get as the foundation of raising our children. We don't, we don't point our children to great advice. We point our children to a great, mighty God. And that's part of the biblical view of parenting. Of course, we want to take that advice, much like I took advice from Darren and used it. 
But we want, we want to take that advice and we want to use it, but we don't want it to be the foundation. Because if we just point our kids to good advice, then at the end of the day, they just have good advice. But if we point our children and our grandchildren to a great God, then at the end of the day, they have eternity and the hope of a living Savior each and every day of their life. And that's a biblical viewpoint of parenting. And that's what we want to discuss today. We want to discuss and focus in on grafting in a biblical viewpoint of parenting in our, our life. And, and a parent's view can change everything, but a parent's view can only change everything when it lines up with the father's view. And that leads us to our big idea for this morning. You'll see the big idea here on the screen this morning. And the big idea for today is a parent's view aligns with the father's view. A parent's view aligns with the father's view. And as parents, that's what we want to seek as we seek to raise our children in a God-honoring way. So let's jump into some key scriptures this morning that provide a biblical view of parenting. The first one comes from Psalm 127, verse 3. And this first principle is this. We want the view to view the meaning of parenting. We want a proper view of the meaning of parenting together. We see that in Psalm 127, verse 3. It says, sons, or some translation says children, are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward. So how we view parenting will determine how we parent. How we view parenting will determine how we parent. And we as the church, we must view children from God's view, from the word of God's view. That children are a heritage, that children are a reward from the Lord. Think about that. We, we work and we want a reward, right? We're taught that from a very early age, maybe from our parents, that if you do something good, then you're going to be rewarded for that. Well, our Heavenly Father, who is all good and all wise, He says that the children that we are blessed with are a reward and a heritage from Him. So there's this, this spiritual component within the family, and the reason for that is God has ordained the family. And children are a gift from God. And so when we, we understand that, it, it begins to shape and mold our meaning, the meaning of parenting within our hearts and within our homes. Uh, recently, this past week, I was flipping through the channels and came across the John Hughes 80s classic, The Breakfast Club. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if you've seen it. You know, I'm not going to embarrass you this morning, but maybe you've seen The Breakfast Club. And if you haven't seen The Breakfast Club, it, it basically chronicles five teenagers and Saturday detention, right? And each teenager is kind of a stereotypical uh, type of teenager. But as I watched it, and I turned it off before the dance montage, because that's never made sense to me if you've seen it. Uh, but, but I watched it, and uh, they had this common thread among these, these five teenagers that are in Saturday detention. And the common thread was they didn't like their parents. They rebelled against their parents, and they didn't, they didn't want anything to do with their parents. And actually, their parents abused them in some form or fashion, verbally, and so forth. And took out their problems on their kids and those kinds of things. And it reminded me of the, of the world's view of the meaning of parenting. You see, the, the church's view can't line up. The, the church's view the, of the meaning of parenting, it can't line up with the world's view of the meaning of parenting because the view from God is that children are a gift. Children are a reward. 
They are a heritage from the Lord. They, they are given by God's grace. They, they, they are given from the Lord for the, the family to honor God. And the Bible provides us, that God's word provides us with a deep meaning of parenting. Parenting isn't just about responsibility. It's not just the, the next chapter in life. Parenting is not just something that societies take, uh, take in. It's not just a societal obligation of some sort. Parenting is far more than all of this because parenting is divine. Parenting is divine because God's word shows us that children are a reward from him. And if we view our children through the the worldly lens, then they are not being valued as God values them. And so our understanding of parenting and, and the meaning of parenting must be shaped for us by God's holy word in understanding that our children are that gift from God. They are a heritage of the Lord. And they are far more value than what the world would give value to them. And as moms and dads and as grandparents, as we instill within them this value, then God will be honored in that when we have that meaning of parenting that aligns with the Lord. And we must seek that alignment. That, that alignment doesn't come naturally. That, that alignment doesn't come naturally for a, a mom or a dad. But the Bible communicates that value to us distinctly and clearly. And as we seek to align with the Father on viewing the family and our children, then that's when the true meaning of parenting can be shaped by him, we can be molded by him to serve him in our families and to be aligned with his view of parenting. To be aligned with God's view of parenting means to possess a proper view of discipline as well. This is always a difficult issue as, as, I, as I come to, uh, to, to help couples as they get married and perform weddings and those kinds of things. This comes up within our conversations and it's come up in, in all different sorts of scenarios within the family. And so we want to touch on discipline and what that looks like, a view of a parent's discipline. That's the next principle I want to share with you this morning. It comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 8 through 11. So if you have a Bible, you can turn there. If you don't, it will be provided for you. But Hebrews chapter 12, verses 8 through 11, as we think about a parent's view of discipline. So we want to have the proper understanding and meaning of parenting, but part of the responsibility of parenting is raising children in a proper way. And therefore, discipline plays a role in that. And the author of Hebrews touches on the biblical aspect of discipline within the home. He uses it as an illustration for spiritual matters, but he touches on that discipline should be part of the home within the Christian walk and the Christian household. And he says this in verse eight through, verses 8 through 11 in Hebrews chapter 12. But if you are without discipline, which all receive, then you are Ill illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had human fathers discipline us, and we respected them. Shouldn't we submit even more to the Father of spirits and live? For they discipline us for a short time based on what seemed good to them, but he does it for our benefit so that we can share in his holiness. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Here the author of Hebrews shows us that discipline is actually a good thing. You know, as moms and dads, 
and thinking about discipline, it's a very hard thing. And maybe if you're listening today, watching, or in the room today, maybe you can think about a hard time where discipline was part of the family. It's a very hard component of life or that season. But actually, from the Lord's word, we learn that discipline is actually a good thing, a proper, healthy role of discipline. Now, I mentioned that Bess was born back in 2019. So this past week, she celebrated her second birthday. And let's just say preacher's kids aren't exempt from the terrible twos, mine. And so there are moments and times where Bess exerts her terrible two-ness within our house. And so my role as father is to help discipline her in those moments, right? And so sometimes that looks different, but uh, every now and then, depending on how she's acting, I have to take her and I have to get on her level and I have to look at her and I have to say, you are not the boss. I have to verbally tell her, you are not the boss. You're not the boss of the Burke household. You think you are, you want to be, you act like you are, but you're not the boss here of the Burke household. And when we think about discipline, we think about clarity. Think about being clear in, in the household as we, as we parent our children and, and as we move them from, from realizing that they're not the boss, it, actually we're moving them to understand they're not the center of the family. Did you realize that? If you're listening today, do you realize that at home? I want you to hear me when I say this. Children are not the center of the family. They're not. We may tell them they are, and we may act like they are, but God ordained the family, and the order that God has is not that children are the center of the family. Now, why did he do that? Because he's good and he's wise. He knows that you don't need to have children at the center of the family, but that the family unit is based upon being centered upon him and the husband and the wife within the marriage Therefore, then the children come. There's an order to the household. There's an order to the Christian family. And children are not the center of it. We need to recognize that. And we we need to understand that. And we need to align with God's order for our household in raising Christian children. The author of Hebrews speaks of of discipline in this. And so part of raising a Christian household is the act of discipline. Now, he's discussing it as an endurance of the faith. But he points to how he was, him and others were disciplined by their fathers and it brought about that sense of respect. And so what we can glean here is that disciple, discipline in the household is biblical. There is a responsibility to parenting where parents are to discipline their children. Now nobody likes that at the time. And nobody as adults likes accountability either, right? You know, we talk a lot about accountability, especially in leadership and stuff. When we talk about having accountability, nobody likes accountability. But accountability leads to better things. And so as the, the word of God shows us that discipline is part of the household, it's not fun at the time. It doesn't feel good at the time. But in the bigger picture, in all the chapters of the family, it actually leads to writing the right story. 
And so roles should be defined and proper discipline should be administered within the household. After all, managing one's household is descriptive of church leadership in 1 Timothy chapter 3. And so when we think about a view of discipline, it's birthed from understanding a parent's, the meaning of parenting from God's word. And then it is administered in a, a godly way so that discipline and accountability is shared with the children of the home to lead them to respectfulness, obedience, to honoring their parents as God's word teaches, therefore honoring God. Discipline for our children is never an easy step, but it's the right one. And there's a life principle I've shared before I want to share again. And it's something that we, that we need to hold on to when we think about discipline. It's never wrong to do the right thing. It's never wrong to do the right thing. When we think about discipline in our homes and as parents, it's not easy. We may not like it, but it's the right thing. And it centers the order of the family around the order that God has ordained the family to have. As we wrap up with the third principle, it comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. So we've talked about a, a view of the, the meaning of parenting. We've talked about a view of discipline as a parent. We want to finish today with the view of the parent-child relationship in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And this is what Paul writes in Ephesians. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as God also forgave you in Christ. You know, I mentioned watching movies earlier and going to movies. My dad would take me to movies. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned how he took me to Star Wars. He'd take me to movies on Sunday afternoon, matinees and different things like that. And, and I remember going to see the Dirt Bike Kid with him there. Now, that's going way back. I don't know if any of y'all saw that. You probably saw The Breakfast Club. But if you've seen The Dirt Bike Kid, then you're a, you're a movie goer, okay? Because who doesn't like a flying dirt bike when you're about seven years old, right? And so my dad takes him to the movie. And it's good that parents spend time with their kids and have fun. That is definitely part of being a parent. And we, we should have those one-on-one times with our kids. And we should do those fun things with our kids. And, and we should be all about having fun with our kids. But it doesn't stop there. It's, it's not all about having fun because parenting becomes really hard at times. And as parents, when we make mistakes, and I've got plenty of parenting mistakes... We are to be the ones to lead out and do what this verse calls us to do. We as the adults and as the parents are to lead out and seek forgiveness. To exemplify forgiveness in the household. A child or even a young adult may not have the maturity to do that. But Christian leaders as parents in the household, we should seek to right our wrongs. We should seek to ask forgiveness for our mistakes. That's not easy to do, but if we are to live out God's word within our house, then we should seek to be kind and we should seek to be compassionate and we should seek to ask for forgiveness when we need to be forgiven for something we said or what we did. Kindness and compassion and forgiving, they are evidence of a new life in Christ. And the family unit is a place where each of these characteristics should be exhibited. These are not learned in the world, no matter how much the world wants to promote kindness no matter how much the world wants to pr- promote compassion, there's still kind of this wink with it all. But pure compassion and pure kindness and pure grace, we know that from following Jesus. It's the gospel. 
And the home is just as much about the gospel as it is raising kids. And that's why God has to be the center of our homes. And that's why God has ordained the family. Not only is, is the marriage covenant a picture of the gospel, but within the Christian household, the, 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 the gospel is lived out in relationship with each other. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's all nice and neat all the time. It means that there's going to be warts and bruises and scars. But that shows that by God's grace, we move forward together as a family, trusting in him. When we think about this view of parenting, the parent and child relationship, the family and the faith family, the church, they are the arenas where the characteristics of following Christ are exhibited. So your children not only need to see kindness and compassion from their parents one-on-one in the home, but they need to be involved in church to see the local church body expressing kindness and compassion and forgiveness with one another, serving for the mission of God, for the glory of God. And all this dovetails together for us as parents, knowing that we live for the Father. Because this is his view. This is the Heavenly Father's view. The family was God's idea. The family was not man's idea. God God ordains the family, therefore it's his idea. And therefore we must align with him for that proper view of parenting and family. It is with the proper view that we can exhibit attributes as parents with our children. As we wrap up this morning, I'm reminded of how our vehicles get out of alignment from time to time, right? Uh, we ride on these, these roads. You know our vehicles get out of alignment, right? I call them Jumanji trails. I pick with my kids at the Jumanji trails. But you can notice that when you, your car gets out of alignment, it's going to pull, right? It's going to pull one way or the other. And when your car is out of alignment, it's going to pull you out of the lane. You may even end up on the side of the road if you're not careful. You see, when we're not aligned with God's view of parenting and we're not aligned with God's view of the family, we're going to be pulled out of that lane. And we may end up on the side of the road if we're not careful. But God's calling us as parents to to grasp onto the biblical view of parenting from his word that he has communicated to us to live out in our homes so that we can stay in that lane, align with him, and have that biblical view of parenting. Maybe that's how you feel as a parent today, though. Maybe maybe you feel like everything's out of alignment and you're being pulled out of that lane. Well, I want to encourage you today that you can turn to the Lord and God can begin to restore you. He can begin to restore that parent-child relationship. He can begin to, to move you back into alignment with him today. And I want to encourage you to align with him. To no longer put it off as something to do later on, but to really step up and step up in boldness and courage and even step out in faith to be aligned with him to lead the family. Starting today, Jesus can restore and he can make all things new. Remember, a parent's view aligns with the father's view. A parent's view aligns with the father's view. As parents, as grandparents, we want our view to align biblically with the Father's view, so that the household and the family can be lifted up to honor God. And that's what I want for you today. I want you to reframe your view to a biblical parenting view. And lay it at the foot of the cross. And ask the Lord to bring you back into that alignment, into that lane, to parent in a way that would honor Him, that would exhibit the gospel in your household, 
and that would be about the mission of God. Let's pray together. Lord, we bow before you today, and we thank you for the gifts of our children, and that they are a heritage from you. May that shape our way of parenting, God. It's not easy to discipline in the household. We pray that you give us insight on the best way to do that. Maybe recognize that you've ordained the family, that it's your idea. Therefore, we would reframe our ideas to align with you and what your word teaches today, God. God, there may be someone here today and their family is suffering. There may be one listening today and their family may be just, it seems like in shambles for some reason. I want you to speak into their hearts today. I ask in the name of Jesus that you would speak into those situations where a realignment can take place and that you, the God of the universe, the one true living God, by the Holy Spirit, you can bring about restoration. You can restore all things and make them new. God, we pray that families would be made new today, that your name would be lifted high in that, and that families within our church would not only exhibit those characteristics at home, but also as a faith family so that our children can see the value of being involved in the church, God. Lord, I pray if there's one listening today and they, they've never turned to their heavenly Father for salvation through the name of Jesus, I pray that today is the day of salvation for someone. Whether it's someone in this room or someone listening today, I pray that if they're listening today, they would contact us, send us a message uh, on social media, contact us in our church office because we want to help them, and we want to pray for them, and we want to journey with them, God. God, we ask that you would align our parenting, align our families with you and the truth of your word for the glory of your name. We pray this in your precious name. Amen.